Shabbat Shalom. I want to begin tonight with a familiar quote from Benjamin Franklin from 1789, but you might not know that it comes from Benjamin Franklin. He said, our new constitution is now established and has an appearance that promises permanency, but in this world nothing can be said to be certain except... You do know the quote. That's where the death and taxes quote comes from. Unfortunately, Benjamin Franklin was wrong. You can evade taxes, but none of us will ever evade death. All of us come face to face over and over with the loss of those we love and ultimately with the ending of our lives as we know it here on earth. And I am often reminded of this each Friday night that we're together as I look across our congregation and know the people who have recently lost a loved one or are here year after year at the same time to recall the name and the memory of a loved one they've lost on their yard site. In my opinion, the most beautiful teaching about death comes from a midrash on the death of Moses called Midrash Pitirat Moshe. The entire midrash is on the death of Moses. And as we know, the entire Torah is called the five books of Moses, and in it, Moses is born, he leads the people to the edge of the promised land, and I hope I'm not spoiling it for anybody, but he dies. <laughs> the end of the fifth book, at the top of Mount Nebo, never having had the opportunity to enter the future that he had been building with God since he was literally plucked from the Nile by Pharaoh's daughter. It's a very curious section in chapter 34 at the end of the Torah. Moses went up from the steps of Moab to Mount Nebo, and he saw everything that he could see without entering the land. And the Lord said to him, this is the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will assign it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your own eyes, but you shall not cross there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab at the command, Alpi, or at the kiss of God. He buried him there in the valley in the land of Moab near Bet Peor, and no one knows his burial place to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were undimmed and his vigor unabated. According to the Midrash, Moses waited 40 years before approaching, his God, his, approaching God with his request to be permitted to enter the promised land with the children of Israel. When God commanded him to appoint Joshua as his successor, Moses finally realized he wasn't ever going to get into the promised land. But Moses thought, look how often God annuls the punishments that he had decreed for other people. God will surely annul the decree that I will not get into the promised land. But on the seventh day of Adar, Moses hears a heavenly voice. Take heed, Moses, for you only have one more day to live. As Lewis Ginsburg writes, he wrote 13 scrolls of the Torah, thinking, if I occupy myself with Torah, which is the tree of life, this day will draw to a close, and I will not perish. Like most of us, even Moses, the one who spoke to God face to face, as I said in the wedding blessing, punim to punim, he cannot avert death's decree. Next, we see bargaining Moses. He says, Ribono shalalam, if I must only die for my disciples' sake, consider that I'm willing to conduct myself as if he's my teacher and I'm his pupil. Let it be as if he were the high priest and I a common priest. He's a king, I'm his servant. And God said, you shall not cross over the Jordan. He then said, at least by the power of your name, let me fly like a bird in the air. This actually brings me to tears when I think about Moses beseeching God, almost beseeching his parent. Let me fly like a bird in the air or make me like a fish. Transform my two arms to fins, my hair to scales, that like a fish I may leap over the Jordan and see the land of Israel. God says, not even you, Moses, can avert this decree. 
And then he says, Ribona Shalom, cut me up, limb by limb, throw me over the Jordan, and then revive me so that I may finally see the promised land. And Moses, and God says, Moses, it's your time to die. And Moses says, please let me see it. Let me have a glance at the promised land. And God says, I will comply with this wish. He is one hour nearer to death, and a voice sounds from heaven. He has three hours left until he dies. And he said, just let me be a beast in this world. Let me be like an animal here, and I will be content to look at the promised land. The people come to Moses and realize that he is not ready to let go. And they say, the hour of your death is at hand. And he says, wait, until I have blessed Israel. All my life long, they had no pleasant experience with me because I rebuked them and admonished them to fear God. And now I cannot leave this world until I have blessed them. And this is the ultimate moment of tshuva. Moses is about to pass over, not to the promised land, to a different promised land that we all go to. And he says, I have to say I'm sorry. And so often, people at the end of their lives have that reckoning, and they draw those near to them that they have hurt or that they loved, uh, and they have that reckoning, and they say they're sorry. And this is Moses at the very last hour of his life bringing the people together, and that's why the portion is called Vizot Habracha, and this shall be your blessing. And finally, he lays down on his deathbed, and he's ready. And it seems this Midrash is pointing out that he is almost going through the various Kubler-Ross phases as he pleads with God, anger, bargaining, denial, and finally, in these last moments, acceptance. And we realize that God has said to the ministering angels, go ahead of me and take Moses' soul from him. And Gabriel, Zangaziel, Samael, and Michael cannot possibly fathom taking Moses' soul from him. And so they weep and they lament. Finally, it says that Moses died alpi Adonai at the command of God, but the Midrash teaches literally a kiss from God. God kisses Moses on the lips and takes his soul from him, and then he weeps, and then God buries Moses. The mitzvah of burying the dead, in fact, comes from this text of God having the beautiful ending with his servant Moses, who he loved dearly, and burying him. Burial of the dead is one of our most sacred mitzvot since it's performed without the no with the knowledge it cannot ever be repaid. The breath of Moses that God takes at the end of the Torah and at the beginning, which we read at Simchat Torah, he takes that same breath. And when we read the Torah in a circle, which is the only time we read Vizot Habracha, he has taken the soul, the breath of Moses, into God. And we read it in a circle so that the next section is the creation of human being, where God breathes that same breath of life into Adam. It's almost a circular reading like circular breathing that never ends. The same breath that God kissed from his beloved Moses, he breathes into the first human being. yod heh vav -Hey. God's name is all letters of breath. We're all the breath of God. We're all the breath of Moses. We're all the breath of Adam. We're all the breath of our mothers and fathers, and we will become the breath of our children, and then they will breathe us into their children. We are, in fact, all the characters in this Midrash. We are God, Moses, and the angels. We're the one who's dying. We all are. We're the one who refuses to die, the one who's afraid to be in the presence of death. And finally, each one of us will be called to be in the presence of people who brought us into this life and who loved us, and then to be present at the end of our own life. It's not like taxes, is it?